This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we're blasting back to 1994 to discuss the topic our podcast was founded on, WWF Hasbros. Series 8 and 9 are on tonight's marquee, and we've got some big dogs to discuss. Hitman, Deadman, Bam Bam, Million Dollar Man, just to name a few. We're talking red cards and purple cards aplenty, and it starts right after this break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. You are the Super Soakers for the Time Blast. Time Blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the Time Blast. Time Blast. Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official Toy Cast YouTube channel at Time Blaster Toy Cast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. We are ALIVE Alive and kicking here with the following podcast, which is scheduled for nostalgia. A 60-minute time limit is in place, and we're introducing first, returning to the toy cast with the line that started all. We're seven series in the books, and after a brief hiatus, it's a two-for-one special. Twelve superstars making their way down the action figure aisle and getting the Triple P works. Price tag pegged up and put on sale. Newly arriving, the 1994 WF Hasbro action figure series 8 and 9. And now for your hosts, they're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. While they love talking about has-been toys, these two Hasbros love not only talking WF Hasbros, but pricing, pegging, and putting them on the sale as well. They are the reigning, defending Toycast Tag Team Champions of the World at the Retro KO Joe. At Time Blaster Toys, Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toycast. All right, brother, brother. Brother. Brother, we're back to the Hasbros. Uh, There's no Hulk Hogan here, brother. <laughs> this is the, like the, he's gone at this point. Yeah. Kind of. We can talk about it. He he is gone. He's not in these sets, but there's like there's a little bit of Hogan left here. The Hogan dust to sprinkle little around. Hogan dust. Yeah, we, we have a story we can tell um, later on in the pod. But yeah, Hasbros, you know, the founding father of this podcast, right? We've been waiting months and months. And we're near the end, boys. We've got this one, and we can do one more Hasbro pod. Man. Actually, we could maybe squeeze two out, because I kind of thought all the offshoot Hasbro stuff could probably get its own. Yeah. You know, maybe throw Wrestling Buddies in there, too. The OG line, though. But the OG line, this is, we're near the end. This will be the first entire toy line we can completely cover and check off a list. That's true. And it should be the first one we check off. It should be. Yeah. We, we... We owe them that. We do. We do. So we've got a lot to talk about. But before we get into that, we've got a review to read. And this time, I'm going to read the review because... (laughs) Switch up. (laughs) Record scratch. um, Because this review isn't really a review. It's a correspondence. But it came to me via eBay. Who saw that coming? Which I was like, this is a first, baby. The podcast has led to an eBay sale. Yeah. That's usually the other way around. So... Here we go. 
and this is from Chad in Indiana, who purchased a vintage TMNT Ravishing Reporter April O'Neill figure. Was that the rooted hair? With the rooted hair, which huh. I love that Dave now knows. The rooted hair. Now he knows. He, knows. All, the, he yep. knows all the April variants. Well, I made a I made a beautiful video about the rooted he hair. He did. Oh yeah, that's we like, got a rooted hair figure in this. What timing with rooted hair? <laughs> love me some rooted hair. So Chad wrote, "I just bought my first figure from you and just wanted to say how much I enjoy your podcast. It helps me get through the night while at work." And then I wrote back like, oh, man, thanks. How'd you hear? Anytime anybody reaches out and tells me that they like our podcast, I yeah. always ask, like, how'd you hear about it? Because podcasting's weird, man. You never know how people hear about anything unless you ask. Mm -hmm. And Chad wrote, he listens through Spotify, looked up shows about toys, found yours, gave it a listen, and got hooked. The intros are great. So good job, Dave. And your knowledge is spot on. I also went on Google Maps just to see how far you are, and it's about a three and a half hours drive away. Again, great show. Keep it up. So, hey. It's not that far. It's not that far, Chad. You can make that drive, and we can talk in person about yeah. about whatever you want. Ravishing Reporter, or perhaps you want to talk about a WWF Hasbro figure from 1994. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> WWF Hasbro figure. WWF Hasbro. Oh, my God. I've been reprogrammed. They've done it to me. They've done, Last 21 years. Dave they got have. the F out, and he never brought <laughs> it back. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have warped my fragile little brain. Um... <laughs> But no, that's that's pretty cool because three and a half hours. When you think about it, like it's big conventions in town all summer long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got Astronomicon coming up. Our friends yep. there. You got uh, SummerSlam, big wrestling. Day. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of crap happening that weekend in in Detroit. So sure. come on up, check something out, and stop by the store. Make we a go. weekend out of it. Let's do yeah. it. So, are we ready, guys? I mean, I'm born ready. Is here. This is 1994. Let's set the stage. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about. In the last couple Hasbro podcasts, that Undertake Them All ad, right? Yep. yep. And that ad was like your gateway to know these figures are coming out. So along the way, the series are coming out. I'm, you know, me and everyone else, we're checking them off the list. You get to the yellow cards at the end of that Undertake Them All ad in mm -hmm. 1993, Christmas '93, Santa Claus provides. Yeah. For little Keithy, I get all my all mm. my Hasbros, right? So I'm all caught up, and now it's 1994. And there's no Undertake Them All ad. So how do you even know? As far as I knew, Hasbro figures were over. Right. Right? There's no indicator that anything new is coming out at all. And I can remember the exact uh, moment I knew these figures were coming out. Remember... Um, Newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> Remember absolutely. newspapers? Remember newspapers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, were... looking at the newspaper every day as a kid. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And then the weekend newspaper, you'd get like in the middle of the newspaper would be all the ads for yeah. the, you know, stores, right? Yeah, yeah you're hoping Still for that Toys R Us one. Yep, you're hoping for the Toys R Us one. Yep. So it's 94, sometime in 94. It's got to be relatively early, probably like sp spring, maybe 94. You know, ads, whatever, whatever, whatever. Meyer ad. Yeah. Meyer's a big store. Yeah. In Michigan always has been, always will be. Let me look at this Meyer ad. It's 29 years ago. 29 years ago. I'm flipping through this <laughs> Meyer advertisement in my Sunday newspaper, and I get to the uh, toy section, and mm -hmm. there's a picture in this Meyer print ad mm. of the red car WWF Hasbro figures. Wow. You know, they're loose. It's a staged photo. Yeah. But Bam Bam Bigelow. Yokozuna, yeah. you know what I mean? The narcissist Lex Luger. That was the first time I saw and knew, like, oh, there's more Hasbros. 
and I need to get to Meyer immediately. So that's when I <laughs> knew these existed. Crazy story to to know. What about you guys? Is just like seeing them on the pegs? Like there was no indicator these were coming out. I just picture little Keithy sitting at the table with his coffee, flipping through the Meyer ad. <laughs> Ma, we gotta go. <laughs> I have a photo. I'm gonna post eventually. I have a photo. I found it at my mom's house. You know, like how I've always talked about how I used to call Toys R Us and yeah. ask if they had. Yeah. I found a picture. I'm sitting on. Tell the me you're on the phone. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch at my mom's house. My the magazine is spread open with the under K take them all ad, and I have the giant cellular phone up to my ear, and you know I'm talking to Toys R Us. You're doing your business. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, but yeah. So, anyways, 1994 red cards. Any memories, guys, of like getting them or seeing them in stores? I feel like I saw them in stores. Yeah, it had to have been a Kmart. I mean, yeah. Again, it's, hard it's pre to, it's yeah. pre internet. So yeah. if it, you know, if it's not in a printed a printed magazine or a Meyer ad, how would you know? You wouldn't yeah, know until you, you saw it in a store. So you went grocery shopping with your mom. I remember having a couple of these guys, and it had to be right after WrestleMania 10, probably for my birthday, mm-hmm. um, because I never had Yokozuna, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll get into when we go figure by, by figure. But I remember having Brett and Luger, yeah, and like doing the Royal Rumble '94. And then I remember doing the like, what could have been the SummerSlam if it was Bret and Luger, like yeah. that match and playing with them. So I know I had to have probably been my 11th birthday mm-hmm. when when I got these guys. Yeah, but I I never had Yokozuna. That was like the first guy I remember wanting and like looking in stores for and never ever finding Yoko. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about WrestleMania 10. It's right at that time. Yep. It's like spring 94 for sure is when these are you know, available. So I see the ad in Meyer, and I realized, okay, these are out. So now I need to go to Meyer every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for the life of me, do not remember how I got them. I think it was all these figures. This is around the time where like they just weren't around in stores. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have no real memories of seeing these in stores other than coming home and my mom had them for me. And then I'd ask, yeah. where'd you find? Oh, they were at Toys R Us. And I know she's, well, now that I'm talking, I realize the red cards, she found them at Toys R Us. Yeah. Because I remember she got me them all, but she didn't get me Mr. Perfect. That was mm. the one she didn't get. I'm like, but mom. You already, you already have them in yellow. I'm like, but mom, Mr. Perfect's my guy, please. And I'm begging. And then the next right. day I had Mr. Perfect. Oh, man. So a little spoiled boy got yeah. what he wanted. So um, I remember getting some of the Series 9 guys at KB. With my own money, like that was like a purchase. I remember. I'll I'll tell that story when we get to them. There's two of them. Well, you know, in the case of Series Nine, the purple cards, they are a big part of the KB Toys Three for Ten that comes later. So we can talk about that in a minute. Um, But why don't we run down the the red cards and kind of hit them? Because this a it's a nice set. So we've got. We'll start with the debut figure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, we've got a couple guys who've had a second figure, but this is our first chance of getting the narcissist Mm -hmm. Lex Luger. The Narcissus, as Bobby the Brain Heenan would say. (laughs) Such a short run, right? He debuts at Rumble 93 in this look, and by July 4th, he's hip-tossing Yokozuna on the USS Intrepid. And you know what I mean? So a very short window of time. Um, So because it's such a short window of time, you can kind of pinpoint when these figures were, the look, like when they were based on. Yeah. And it has to be like... WrestleMania 10. I picture... To me, it's Rumble 93. Maybe. Yeah. Luger debuts in Rumble yeah. 93. Yep. Bam Bam Bigelow beats the big boss man in the opening match. You know You're what right. I mean? Yep. That's the look these guys have, at least 
in my mind, that's what I picture. Mm-hmm. So it takes a full year a before WrestleMania the, 9 is what I was thinking in my head. Right. Because I'm looking at Brett's gear. I'm pretty sure it's WrestleMania 9. The only thing, Bam Bam's not on WrestleMania 9. Yeah. That's he got true. cut from the card. It was that's supposed true. to be him and Kamala. Yep. Um, but yeah, Narcissus, really cool figure. Not a, you know, not a look that anyone really looks back on fondly. Such a short run. But, I mean, as far as the likeness goes, looks like Luger. It looks great. Ripped, jacked, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the old Davy Boy Smith British Bulldog body, though. If you look t- look close, you see yeah. Union Jacks all over that, that figure. I'm surprised they didn't package Lex with a mirror. Give us a little mirror. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. At gorilla. this point, though, Hasbro was cutting so no, many corners. No, absolutely. This is yeah, my wish for thinking. press action. You know like. all the money <laughs> went to tooling that Yokozuna. Oh, my because gosh. Because you yeah. can't, you know, he's 100% new. He's mm-hmm. the only thing new about it really almost anything we're looking at here today. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the funny thing that you say that about the the bulldog because the the butt here on Lex Luger, it's a 1992 Titan Sports butt with a 1991 Titan Sports back. There you right. go. Yeah. So that's your your British bulldog and warlord or it's, it's just kit, not the warlord because you don't have the twist. But it's a kit bash. He's yeah. got whatever 91, maybe the Hogan chest with the bulldog butt and the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just a, a total repaint. I mean, he has yes. a unique head. Yeah. Um, yeah. But cool looking figure nonetheless. No, I love know, it. Not going to be my favorite, but I, I like Lex. No, mm-hmm. I, I thought the Narcissus gear was really cool too with the purple and the silver. The yeah, all visually, white look. Visually, it's a cool look. Super tan guy. Like, he looked mm-hmm. he looked like a star. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Luger, we knew who he was from WCW. So, yeah. It was like, man, this guy. I, and then, you know, they had the whole motorcycle accident plate in his arm deal. Uh-huh. So, I was like, man, the narcissist. I mean, I was, he was merchandised a ton, right? When he came in, you know, think of that yeah. Royal Rumble Sega Genesis game. You yeah. Know, he's on the cover. Yep. He's throwing that forearm and knocking dudes out left and right. Luger just for some reason had that run there where he had such a bad rap and mm-hmm. I look back fondly at Lex Luger. I I love Lex Luger. You were was, avid WBF watcher. <laughs> Lex Luger was on top. <laughs> I, well, I mean, as a kid, I didn't really care for him too much. I think my, my older brother was a big Luger guy and I just never got it. And then as I got like smarter to the business and, and kind of in there as an adult, I, I grew to become a big Luger fan. Yeah, I uh, personally never really gave two craps about Lex Luger. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I don't hate the guy or anything, but just... Not. His figure is cool. We'll give him that. Yeah. So who we got next? We're, what do you want to talk about next? Let's just want to get the new boys out of the way. Sure. So, I mean, we alluded to him. Yokozuna. This figure is on. Dude, he's real. a tank. You know what I mean? And he has to be because... Yokozuna is so unique as a character. He's humongous, right? You know, you can't take the old earthquake body no. and put a Yokozuna. It wouldn't work. So this is head to toe. Nothing on this guy is repurposed. All brand new. He's just like a brick wall. Unbelievably cool figure. One of my favorites, like no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he has one stamp on him mm-hmm. with, a, with a date, and it's 1993 on this back of Yokozuna. Yeah. But yeah, I've only seen that Yokozuna, like, I think you had, you've had this figure, so that's the first time I saw it was years ago, but this was the guy that, as a kid, chased and chased and chased, never had, never owned, he just just was so hard to find in stores. Mm-hmm. Um, there's guys in the next series that I was able to find and purchase and never, ever could get Yoko. Yeah. Yoko's a great one. Um, so big. The, the I like... It's too, that body is just like waist articulation. Yeah. I mean, he's got what, three points of articulation? Four. Uh, four, yeah. Four, yeah. Head, waist, and then the two arms. Mm hmm. It's just, he'd probably be a great flipper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he'd probably For be a great sure. Flipper. I mean, you know what, though, with that belly, though, he might always end up on his back. 
Oh. He's got that little bow on the back, though, so his shoulders would never be pinned to the mat. That's so true. Even if he's laying on his back, he's safe. <laughs> Can't pin him. A little top knot. So, yeah, Yoko's great. Another figure from this set that, in my opinion, might be my favorite is that Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, it's, it's unbelievably cool. Mm -hmm. And what a cool use of the um, earthquake body. Yeah, You know what sure. I mean? Like, it works. When repaints happen, sometimes they don't. They don't work. This one's kind of fine because it like that neckline of the of uh, the singlet kind of. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It's not bad. It looks it looks good. Man. No, it works. Bam Bam Bigelow so toyetic, right? Dude, yes. absolutely. He's got the tattoos on the, the head. head tattoos the ta great. He got the tattoos up and down his arms, man. Just a sick figure. Yep. And I love that earthquake body because you've got the ability to move the legs, which a lot of Hasbro's you can't yeah. do that with. Yeah. So Bam Bam Bigelow, you can you know you can have him cartwheel in, you can have him do a moonsault, Absolutely. you can have him do diving headbutt off the top. He can do his whole move set. Yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow, such an underrated wrestler, but this figure is unbelievably mm -hmm. cool. Yep, ninety one. So definitely is like you said the the earthquake mold. But I mean, you can't go wrong with a Bammer at all. I mean, this guy, like you said, underrated. But I I loved this figure. This figure was. He had a good run when he came out. I mean, this was like towards the end of my playing days with, with uh, the Hasbro's too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, out. it would be most people's because mm -hmm. you know, just uh, I was so excited for this figure because I had the LJN a Bammer and getting a Hasbro of him was so cool. Yeah, and he was super relevant. Yeah, especially around this time, you know, Bam Bam Bigelow in the mid '90s, you know, '93 to '95, he's all over TV doing stuff. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Um, so that's the three new characters in the set. And then to round out that series, we got three repaints. We got Brett, we got Undertaker, we got Mr. Perfect. Um, each unique slightly. Let's just get Taker out of the way real quick. Yeah, go ahead and tell the story so we can plug the video. <laughs> <laughs> so the only difference with this Undertaker is his hair color and the fact that he comes with a cloth jacket yeah. in the Red Card series. So I've gone without this Undertaker figure my entire life when uh, – when I was getting these figures in 94, my mom did not buy me The Undertaker. Yeah. I did not dispute it. I didn't want it. It didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I, the same figure. I don't need yeah. a cloth jacket. Right. You know what I mean? And other than that, he was exactly the same, so I didn't even want it. Um, but now that I'm getting near the end of my collection needs, like there's only a couple I need left. If, you know, Taker walks its way into my life, I guess, okay, now's the time. And that was it. Novi Toy Show, yeah. less than a month ago. Yep. Got a full video on YouTube. Time Blaster Toycast on YouTube. That's give right. It a, give it a watch. You can watch me haggle and buy a red card Undertaker without a coat. Wasn't the hair, wasn't the original Taker had like redder? His hair was a different color, right? So there's three Undertakers mm -hmm. in the Hasbro line. There's the original Series Four, 1992. He's got red hair because Taker had red hair when he debuted. Yeah. Right. Then there's this red card Undertaker with really dark brown hair because Taker started dyeing his hair and it was getting darker and darker along the way. And then there's a uh, mail-away figure in the middle that came out in a baggie. He has a jacket, but his hair's, I don't even know how you would, you know, like kind of, it's, it's brown, kinda, it's brown, but it's, it's got, got like a purple tone it's to it. It's got a weird yeah. hue to it. So it's kind of in between the middle. So you, you got the 94 red hair, you got the mail-away kind of like a purpley grayish brown yeah, color, weird. and then you got the dark brown red card undertaker. Yep. Cool figure, but you know, nothing really unique about him. Yeah, you know Brett is a cool repaint, yes. right? Because it gave Brett a tan. He has got the tan. So, he that needed. first Brett is you know pasty oh, white. Yeah, this is the Brett Hart that resides in my window, 
from my house since I was 12 years old. He's yes. lived in my be- my my bedroom windows no matter so, where I've lived. Everywhere so I've sun moved. faded. I was gonna say, how's his tan look now? So I have <laughs> pictures of of this Brett. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the, this is the one right there. There's a picture of him. Um, yeah, I mean he's pretty dusty. He looks like dirty. he's been living in a window. He's 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 quite. Uh, wow, that is the most sun faded <laughs> figure. His singlet looks near white. If you guys has. ever wondered what Bret Hart would look right. like in a white singlet, white top. I mean, yeah, here he is, like legitimately in the window. This is where he lives currently. <laughs> nice, a little, little, little corner <laughs> oh, window wow. spot. He's just looking looking peacefully out the window. Always, right. always been in my in my bedroom window. I don't know why I did it as a twelve year old kid. I was like, I'm gonna put Bret Hart in this window. He's gonna look over and protect this house. Yeah, and who better? Anywhere I've moved, it's like one of the last things I grab. I'm like, you know what? I gotta grab Bret Hart, and I brought him with me and put him in the bedroom window, and yeah. he just sits in there between the between the. Big one or the other, but this is, I mean, top three, he's number one. He's always going to be, it's my favorite figure of all time of any toy ever um, because of that significance, that personal connection I have to this Bret Hart figure. But yeah, the silver sunglasses, black pants with the pink, super tan. It's Mm -hmm. great. It's a great Bret. I have one beef with this Bret Hart. Okay, let's hear it. And it's the color of his shades. They should be pink. Because in 94 and years prior, Bret hadn't worn silver sunglasses in years years if he had the pink shades it'd be exactly right i understand why they're silver it's to make it look different from the first one yeah but if anything the first brett should have had silver this brett should have had pink yeah but really cool figure got the punch you know excellent brett hart figure looking at this brett hart and then looking at Mr. Perfect next to him makes me think of their classic bouts, SummerSlam <laughs> yeah. 91, yeah. King of the Ring 93. This Mr. Perfect figure is awesome, yeah. right? Very mm-hmm. cool. You know, yes. they gave him wrist tape, which the first Mr. Perfect did not he have. Didn't. They gave him the hit, the two colors, right? Yeah. That little V classic. on the back of the singlet that that first Mr. Perfect figure did not have. Um, I love it. I love this Mr. Perfect figure. One of my favorite Hasbros of all time, Mr. Perfect in general, I still think I like the first one more than the second, mm-hmm. just for nostalgic reasons. It's that yellow. It's that yellow. It's the that, yellow. That first Mr. Perfect had wrist tape. Oh, can we just replace the arms? <laughs> Tans match up. So, so the funny thing is I had this Brett and this Perfect, and these were the guys that I remember when I'd play with them, they had different names. So like the original Bret Hart figure when I played with them, he was Bret Hart. This guy here, he was the hitman. The oh, hitman. so the two- first figure was Mr. Perfect. This was Kurt Henning. Oh, I see. So the blue singlet was Kurt Henning. Uh, so it's just funny how their names were flip flopped. Yeah. When you play with them as a kid, you had Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart. Now I'm like, oh, I get these guys, so I guess he'll be the hitman and he'll be <laughs> Kurt Henning. <laughs> Makes sense. Did they team up at any point? <laughs> you know what? There was probably at some point a match where it was both the Mr. Perfect toys and both the Bret Hart toys. It was Bret and the Hitman against Mr. Perfect and Kurt Henning. But, <laughs> Dang, what a main event. <laughs> but, um, you know, it just, I don't know, this is what you did as a kid when you had duplicates. You just didn't want to, like. You didn't want to not use them. You didn't want to not yeah. use them. So, you just, yeah, you know, an extra guy. I can, I can now get closer to a 32 or 64-man tournament. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Yeah, forty-eight man turning. Get real wild with it. So, any uh, any parting thoughts on the red card uh, series, guys? Before we, I think we should do a top three on these. I, I, there's only six, but they're all so good. They're that great. Even picking three out of six it's is tough. hard. It's but tough. any parting thoughts before we we get there? I thought we'd do top three of the whole line with eight and nine. Oh, that oh, would you want to do that? That would be real nice. tough. <laughs> Oh, your call, Joe. I don't, you guys decide. I'll do either one. <laughs> it's going to be tough, though. 
fine. We can do it top three of both, but it's gonna be oh man, it's gonna be brutal out there. Yeah, I mean, I that I've got mine, so I definitely don't. Okay, so that's the red cards in 1994. Yes, great and line. My my thoughts, quick thoughts, is just this is when I remember wanting like the Yoko and having such a hard time finding Hasbro's yeah. or having a hard time like asking for them and not getting them. And like I had gotten used to it at this point of asking for some toys and then not getting them. Right. Not really understanding it as a kid. It would be like, oh, I just couldn't get it. That's kind of, okay, good segue. Because we haven't, on this episode, we haven't talked about like where we're at in the landscape of wrestling's popularity. Yeah. You know what I mean? In 94, like to us, lifelong fans, wrestling has been relevant our entire life. And we we maybe don't necessarily see the lulls from the peaks. But to the general pub- public in 1994, wrestling's on the decline for sure. Yes. You know what I mean? There's no Hogan. There's no Macho Man. There's no Ric Flair. There's none of these big, big stars uh, in these sets at all. And it's reflected in the toy aisle, man. Like every Hasbro pod, we talk about it. Smaller and smaller footprint to the point where I don't remember seeing red card figures on shelves at all. You know, eventually when KB Toys 3 for 10 comes out, years after, you know, a year after Hasbro loses the license, Mm -hmm. you, you start seeing these guys plentiful. But at the time when they first come out, they're not out there. They're hard to get. Um my parting thoughts on this red card series, no fillers. Like, those are all stars, big stars. You yeah. know what I mean? There's no Skinner or Virgil or Jim the Anvil Nightheart in his pajama pants. These are all top guys, mm-hmm. right? All six of them. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, these guys came out early 94, WrestleMania 9. You had the debut of the Narcissus, but he's feuding with Mr. Perfect, yeah. who yeah. previously is a top, top guy. I mean, Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam's go, about to be in the King of Ring finals. Yeah, like, going yeah. into 94, Royal Rumble 94, he's, you know, tag team champion. Yeah. And he's he's right there. And going into WrestleMania 10, he's relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, he's about to feud with a guy we're going to talk about in a minute. But, like, Bret Hart, Yoko was the main event. Undertaker has always been a stud. So <laughs> right. it's like, you know, you're right. They are, there is no, there is no filler. Right. So we go from that, Series 8. Spring, 94, no filler, all-stars, to Series 9, purple card series. Yeah. This is months later. I can't even... I tried for the life of me, guys, to figure out, like, remember getting these. I can't. <laughs> I just have them, dude. I don't know. Yeah. My mom probably just bought them. So I don't, I, I don't remember these coming out, but I. it has to be uh, late summer, early fall, 94. Like, that's the time frame that these would have been. And then these looks are all reflected. This is, again, this is, like, 93. Mm-hmm. Because this is DiBiase at, like, WrestleMania 9. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tatanka, the figure that Tatanka replaces is 100% from WrestleMania 9. Duggan, when's he done? Like, King of the Ring, 93? Yeah. Yeah, I would say shortly, yeah, summer of 93. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, Doink's very clearly a heel in this set. Steiners are, you know, around. Yeah, they up, were. Up until what? 94. Early 94, and then yeah, they're they gone. gone. So they're, when these figures came out, they're they, gone. Were, they were gone. Gone. But the only th- I only had three. <laughs> I only had three, and I only ever saw three. And mm-hmm. I bought all three at KB. Yeah. Like, I remember buying them. This is one of the first things where I remember having my own money, allowance money, whatever it was. Yeah. Going to the store and be like, oh, my God. And I think they were three for 10. Yeah. And the yep, only they three I saw of the whole thing that I was like, oh, my God, I got to get them. This Dibiase with 
gear. I can wrestle with this DiBiase. This is the first DiBiase yep. without a suit. And then it's and then Doink the Clown. I was like, oh my god, there's a Doink. Yeah, with rooted hair. Scott Steiner mm-hmm. couldn't find Ricky for the life of me ever. Never found Rick Steiner. First time I saw Rick Steiner was when you had one. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, wow, Rick Steiner was so hard to find. And then I, I think they had that Duggan, and I went with DiBiase over Duggan because I'm like, well, I have I like the other Duggan better. He's, right. And then I'm like, I can get a DiBiase in gear. Yeah. And then Tatanka was the same figure. I'm pretty. I probably wouldn't even notice the difference between whatever the card back was. I probably mm-hmm. was like, oh, Tatanka, I got him already. But yeah, Scott Steiner, DiBiase, and Doink was a purchase I made. It's the only time I ever saw them. It's one of those things where I'm so grateful that I made the purchase when I made the purchase as a little 11 year old boy. Yeah. But I never saw them again. Yeah, you would have bought them if you're buying them three for ten, which. I'm assuming that's no. I think you're 100 percent right because that Scott Steiner to this day, like his value is half of Rick's. Yes. Because for whatever reason, you know what I mean, and it can be debated. And this is like getting real deep into the weeds, like line of thinking is like why were so many Scott Steiners produced and so little Rick Steiners produced? Yeah. And then you hear like those ideas on Pritchard's podcast where they're like, man, we were going to give Steiner a push and make him a single Scott. You know what I mean? Where it's like, dang, okay, maybe they'd like straight up just produced cases upon cases of Scott Steiner because they were going to do something with him. You know what I mean? And that's one of the reasons why the Steiners didn't like re-sign. Because they saw money in Scott. And they wanted, yeah, they wanted to stick together mm-hmm. as brothers. And yeah. they didn't want to get split up. Yep. Yeah, because there's a million, those KB Toys 3 for 10s were littered with Scott Steiners. A million of them. Um, so, yeah, you're buying them, you're buying them a year after they even come out. So I might have been 12. Yeah, you're buying them in 95 when Hasbro That's lost the license. That makes sense because I had a cut and grass business with yep, a 12-year-old yep. I'm with you. <laughs> Joe, what about you? I'm, Any memories of the purple card series? You had same any as of Dave, these guys? Same as Dave. It was at Toy Works. Yeah. In that, the bins. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting Doink and I remember getting Ted. Yeah. I don't remember seeing Steiners at all. Mm-hmm. Any of them. Either of the two. Yeah. Yeah, these, I mean, I, I got them when they first came out in 94 because I was hardcore. Um, so by the time they hit KB, I already had them all. Um, a cool set. You know, there's some highlights. There's some lowlights. Uh the one figure we should probably talk about because there's a lot of history tied to it is the fact that this Tatanka's in this set. Yeah. Do you guys know the full story of like what figure was supposed to be there? Lay it on us. So this Tatanka is not a repaint. It's not it's just straight up mm-hmm. the exact same Tatanka on a purple card. Which Hasbro never did that before. No. Never. They never right. just put a guy out again. Right. I guess technically you could say Demolition Smash, because he's in the uh, two pack. Yeah. But at least he has a mask. Yeah. And you could say technically Macho Man number three, Macho King, but his butt's different. Yeah, the butt's so different. This is nothing's different, exactly the same. So it's very clearly like a last minute decision, like, oh no, what are we gonna do? Throw Tatanka in the set. Yeah. So the figure that was supposed to be in the set is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. It's supposed to be that second Brutus the Barber Beefcake with the zebra pants. Yeah. Except he's in the Mega Maniacs gear, the red and yellow Hogan gear. Does right? he have the face mask? He does not have a face mask. That would have been sweet. But in all the images and toy, you know, at the toy fair and the catalogs, it shows this set, and there's a Mega Maniacs Brutus the Barber Beefcake in Tatanka's spot. Along the way, Brutus leaves the company. Hogan leaves the company. There's no somehow they nip it in the bud, which they never nip anything in the bud. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like the first time they actually pull a guy from a wave. They take Brutus out. They just throw that Tatanka in the set. 
Um, I think the set would be significantly cooler with a repaint of Brutus than a re-release of Tatanka. Yeah, no doubt. Mega Maniacs Brutus would have been sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it ties exactly in with that DiBiase. Yeah. You know what I mean? WrestleMania 9. Money Inc. versus Mega Maniacs. That look, that aesthetic. So that Brutus... I've uh, got the squeaky chair now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that Brutus figure, um, no one knew it existed like forever. Or no one knew it existed like in real life. They saw the image, whatever, but yeah. no one thought like it ever was out. And um, years ago on the Wrestling Figs uh, message board, a guy... You know, produces an image of the Brutus the Barber. Be like, I have this. Wow. And everybody's t- like, oh, you're a liar. This is not real. You just painted it. Because it was kind of like shoddy paint job, didn't look great. And it was worn to, you know, worn like a kid played with forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's like, I- I've had it. I got it when I was a kid. I played with it my whole life. It's it's real. Yeah. And no one believed him. And it took months and months and months. And I think, uh, and then at one point, he produced the card back. Oh. With like the bubble ripped off. And he's like, I have the card back. Like, look. Wow. And I think it was Cardona. I'm not sure. Somebody bought bought it, got in contact with the guy, mm-hmm. proved its legitimacy because someone had like an uncut sheet of the uh, purple cards, the card back with yeah. Brutus on it. Yeah. So they took this guy's card back that was all like tore to hell. And they took that and they, you know, looked at every yeah. single itty bitty pixel and verified like these are exactly the same. Wow. Right. And then they found like the master samples of the uh, of the deco of the paint colors and everything for the Brutus, and they matched those colors with the colors on the figure. And they're like, "This is real. This is real." Some detective. Then work. the dude tells the story. Okay, here's the story. This guy's dad was like a businessman in New York, I think for like Madison Square Garden or something. And so I don't remember the exact details. Anyways, this guy's dad. Um, struck up a relationship with someone in WWE or someone from Hasbro mm-hmm. and in exchange for tickets to live events they they would mail him figures so that kid his dad just gave him a whole set of figures that were mailed to him directly from Hasbro so they were like master samples and this kid had a Brutus and he ripped it and he played with it for like 30 years that's crazy and he never knew it was like this super super rare one yeah. of a kind thing so pretty wild. It's out there. You can look. You can look it up. That Brutus is beat to hell. Dang. But he went through a lot of battles. What a story. Yeah, crazy. So we don't get Brutus. We get this crappy Tatanka. <laughs> 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 Awful Tatanka figure. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through the couple of the the rehash guys. Um, we'll go with Duggan next. So it's pretty much the same Jim Duggan, just different paint job, different the hair, super blonde. Yeah. yeah. Like. They definitely repainted up Jim Duggan. They gave him a singlet top. Yeah. They tricked out his knee pads. But yeah, the hair, the hair is wild. He looks like Michael P.S. Hayes. You know what <laughs> he I does. Mean? Yeah. Uh, he gets a flag this time. So he's got the two by, four, two by four and the flag. It's okay, but this is not a look that anyone... Close your eyes and picture Jim Duggan. It's not, not that. It's not like that at all. So he's okay. Uh, the DiBiase, Dave, you've already talked about. That's that Hogan... Uh, What's that Hogan four body? That like slide a, yeah. punch, that Virgil lean punch. Hulk Hogan body from yep. 1993. Put it on Teddy, and you know if you want a DiBiase not in a suit, that then can that, actually that's, work. Yeah, that's the one. He's got the jab. He can do the fist drop. I liked it. I liked that DiBiase figure. I played with. I was happy to have him play with him a lot because the ones in the suits, 
I wasn't a huge fan of them. Like they looked cool. Yeah, they're to toy play with. It's toy yeah. addict to be. They in the weren't suit. fun to play with. But this Dibiase, the, the limited time I played with him, he was he was a workhorse. The thing is, he's gone by the time this figure comes out. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he's not gone from TV. He's he's around. He's, yeah, he's, corporate, he's managing literally half of the heel roster <laughs> he in did, the company. Yeah. Managing Bam Bam from he, the previous series, right? But yeah, but I think the star the of the set is probably Doink, right? I mean, that Doink yes. figure. Yes. He's unique. Doink is actually unique. Talk I think his leg, I think his legs might be a repop. I'd have to like Let's look at the data. verify. But I know from chest up, he's new. His chest is new. His arms are new. His head's new. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the legs, but I mean, so, it's cool. It's a heel version of Doink. Rooted so hair. The Series 8 money went to Yoko. The Series 9 money went to Doink. Yeah. I mean, he's only got one date on him, so I'd say he's new. Yeah. I mean, really cool figure, right? Rooted hair, which no Hasbro had that. Oh, no, that was an eye catcher when you saw him on the pegs. And at the time, Doink is hot, right? As a heel, he was, you know, doing important stuff. And then by the time this figure comes out, he's a baby face. So yeah. maybe not the top guy on the card, but he's on every show. He's in all the ads. He's in the video game. Yep. It's a unique character. Yeah. Toy clown. And like, it's toy addict, right? Yep, absolutely. He looks cool. Awesome, awesome figure. And then rounding out the set, we got the Steiners, yep. Rick and Scott. Cool figures, toyetic figures. Uh, yeah. Scott Steiner is just straight up Mr. Perfect with, new, with a new head. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah, yep. and, and a little bit better paint job on the singlet. Yeah, they um, actually went all the way yeah, around to the, the back. Around. So he's got the full full deco hits yeah, all the way around. And he's got like uh, like tiger stripes on there, I guess you could call them, or mm. whatever. It's the blue with the orange. Is that yeah. orange? It's kind of like yeah. a... Or purple. It's like a salmon color. Yeah, it's, it's salmon, kinda, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of pink. It's, um, I don't know, these figures, it's hard to appreciate them sometimes, but when you actually just take it for what it is and you look at it, you're like, damn, dude, this Scott Steiner figure is pretty sick. It's yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty yeah, the cool. Awesome. That's, the, uh, that's the elite that I'll never get now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty cool. As far as like Steiner brother action figure, as far as Scott Steiner classic look yeah. action figures go, this is probably the best one. Oh, absolutely. Because Ooh, I like the Galoob one. You like the Galoob one? Galoob one, Dude. especially the UK versions the are good. The UK versions, UK maybe, because their singlets are crazy. Yep. That first Galoob, not a, you know, got the yellow and the black. Yeah, It's all right. It's not better than this. This is cool, though. Yeah. That's very cool. The Rick Steiner figure here the is Rick sweet. Is, Rick's so Rick Steiner, you know, take a look at the old, um, Yeah. he's got the demolition studs. He does. So he's just a repaint, too. That's demolition crush body, I think, mm -hmm. from waist down. I crush think you're leg. right. Crush legs. I'm not sure who the... Probably it's Crush. Crush had the clothesline I think it's Crush too. from the waist down and Hammer right here. Is that the Hammer's body? Oh, yeah. With a Rick Steiner head. Really cool figure, though. Steinerline. Got the red boots. Got the... Good head. I mean, having the, the green headgear. It would have been cool if they gave him and Scott, like, a one white boot, one red boot, because they always had the, you know... That would have been cool. Swap. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was very... I mean, that Rick Steiner figure is so cool looking. Um... I love that pose. I've always been a big fan of the clothesline pose. The, mm -hmm. the Rick Steiner figure is is absolutely a contender in the top three. Yes, like from this from series nine, he's one of he's if definitely not the, in the best. Top three. It's a very very cool figure. Yeah, I never had him, but he would be in my top three for sure. Yeah, of series nine. If we did like a top three of each series, not a top three overall, we could do that. We've got a little bit of time. Well, we always about all the figures. Yeah, um, you know, in regards to series nine, you know, we always talk about like how it takes a year or, or more for Hasbro to get these things out. This series is like a hundred percent indicative of that when it comes out. It's like Steiners are gone. Yeah, yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is gone. TB Ted DiBiase is a manager. 
Tatanka is probably a heel being he managed is. by Ted yep. DiBiase. Yeah, Doink's is. a baby face with a dink. By then, you want dink. <laughs> you do like, want this dink. set is so irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not relevant at all, really. Very, very little. Um, and then the next set, once we get to that, Series 10, oh, man, that's like crazy I mean, how obscure and <laughs> irrelevant those guys are for real though it just shows how the changeover in the, in the business was happening but also you think of the ljns those last couple series ljns were there were some guys in there that you're like why is this yeah. guy in here yeah why did he get door, yeah you know what i mean it, it they is. can't all be like the red card series where it's like every guy's a top guy yes. and important like it just doesn't pan out that way um but yeah, so that's it. That's eight and nine as was, far as the figures themselves. Was your beefcake? Was that your Hogan story? Did you have a different Hogan about this this line? No, that was the story. That was, was the story that that Hogan beefcake? Had. You know, from that match, um, was going to be in the set, but he got pulled. So, hmm. but yeah, I don't know how. So how you want to do the top three? We've got some time to really do a deep dive here. Yeah, what so are I we think thinking? we could do a top three of each series and then okay. do an ultimate top three. Oh, that was ultimate of, top three. Okay, I can do that. All right, I'll yeah. go first. Uh, We'll how about we do? Eight. How about we do top three overall um, of each? No, series. at the same time, series? I'll go first. I'll show you how I want. So, red card top three. I'm going. Bam Bam Bigelow, Yokozuna. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> it's between two. Our lists are going to be the same. What's the point? Oh, it's hard. Do I want Brett or do I want my man, Mister Perfect? Bam Bam Yoko Perfect's my top three. I mean, yeah. I. <laughs> I have Bam Bam Yoko and Brett. Okay. Yeah. I've got Bam Bam Brett and Luger. Oh, Luger snuck a vote in. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have put on memories of playing with the Luger. I never had Yoko. He looks cool. It's a cool figure, but like, I don't have that. I don't have that connection to him, and I don't think he's as cool. I think the Bam Bam figure blows it out of the water. Okay. Personally. Yeah. All right. So purple card, my top three, and then we'll have to really think hard. My top three on purple card in no order. Doink, Rick Steiner, and again, I'm down to two. Is it Scotty or is it the Million Dollar Man? I'm going Scott Steiner because as cool as DiBiase and his gear is, nothing will ever beat the green suit 1991 Ted DiBiase in my book. Yeah. So Steiner's and Doink are mine. Mine are the same. Steiner's and Doink. It's, yes, it's it, Rick, it Doink, be, and then right? it's the same thing. It's like, <laughs> is it Scotty or, or, or Ted? Like. And I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I do love. I mean, I, I do like both those figures. I'm gonna go with the Tad DiBiase because I did play with that one a lot. So I'll go with Tad. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that, Tad. All right, so top three overall. Oh man. Um, in no order. We'll just go yeah, one at a time. I can't do an one order. at a time in no order. Bam Bam Bigelow, I feel like is on everyone's list. He uh, is on. Yeah, the he's list. on my list. Yeah, he's so on my we list. We all have Bam Bam. Okay. okay, so we all got Bam Bam. Um, I'm picking a figure that like. Visually, I just think is unbelievably cool. But like looking back, like I never really played with this figure, and he's underappreciated. And that's that Rick Steiner figure. It is so cool. But yes. like I never cared about Rick Steiner. I very rarely played with my Steiner brothers action figures. But when you look at all these guys like spread out here, like we have them today, yeah. Rick Steiner's on my list. Oh, he pops. Very eye catching. Very toyetic. Um, man, I'm going doink. Okay. Yeah. Got to go doing with that rooted hair. I'm definitely going to put Brett here. I okay. mean, get Bam Bam and Brett out of the way. I mean, I've talked about it. He's probably my all-time favorite figure ever, so I'll just get him here. Okay. Because I'm um, going to think about the last one. 
All right, I've got. I'm down to two on my final one. Um, Joe, you got a final one, or you got? I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like juggling two different ones. But. I think we're all juggling for two. For me, yeah. it's between uh, Yoko and Doink from my last spot. I'm between Doink and Ricky Steiner. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Who are your two? Uh, Rick Steiner is one of them. <laughs> but, I mean. I'm trying not to be biased and pick Brett, right? Everyone expects me to pick Brett, <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of juggling Rick and and a couple other ones. Yeah, it was, I'll go. I uh, I'm picking Yoko. Okay. So to recap, because this is probably confusing to our listeners, my <laughs> top three are Bam Bam Bigelow, Rick Steiner, and Yoko Zuna. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Doink. Over Ricky Steiner because I had Doink first of all, but secondly, just because Rick Steiner doesn't have wrist tape, and because you love rooted hair, yeah. it's the only flaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only flaw to the Rick Steiner figure. It's awesome figure. It's it's all. I, I mean, honestly, at a, at a glance, those two pop out the most. Is Rick Steiner a hundred percent gonna have wrist tape on every time you see him? Is he one of those I've guys? Never, I can't picture a match who doesn't have wrist tape. Okay, because Scott like hmm. very rarely had right. wrist yeah, tape. Yeah, Scott he was, like was 50, in fifty fifty. Yeah, it was like a. Sometimes he had like a thumb tape, like, hell, <laughs> yeah. but no, Rick Steiner. I, I can't picture him without wrist tape. Okay, yeah. I mean, think of his galoob, his wrist tape. Oh, he's got wrist and he's got yeah. like the fingers taped. He did. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Always, oh, imagine if his yeah, if his if his fingies were taped. Oh boy, Ooh, yeah. different ball game. But those have there was phalanges tape on this. Ricky Steiner would be the <laughs> ultimate figure of all the times. But instead, I'm going to go with Doink. I, okay. I think it's just the second most colorful figure, and I had him, so I have a little bit of memories with him. Gotcha. Joe? Hmm. I think I'm going to round out my three with Ricky. So Rick Steiner was on. Yeah. Was I not had on Doink, tapes. Bam Bam, and Brett. Okay. I had Bam Bam, Rick, and Doink. Cool sets, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we really? ultimately had like four figures that made our ultimate top three. Yeah. You know, when you yeah. get when you get all 12 of these together in a group like we have them today, and I will be taking a picture for the Instagram post. Yes. Very colorful, very eye-catching set. Fun set to talk about. And again, guys, we can come back one more time. Next time we talk Hasbro's is going to be 10 and 11. But that is not what we'll be talking about next week. We've got a new idea. Well, when you come back to this podcast in about 30 seconds, we're going to tell you what that idea is. Okay, guys, so it's the week before. Well, it's not the week before. Next week will be the week before the 4th of July. And what makes you think of the 4th of July? Summer, barbecues. Yeah. Yes. Maybe, maybe we have ourselves a party. Absolutely. Ooh, I'm Maybe down for we a have party. ourselves a podcast party. I love it. Yeah. What are we going to call this party, Dave? So, like, we're kicking summer off. It's the first week of summer. It's the first podcast of the summer, too. So, mm-hmm. week before the 4th of July, we're kicking summer off. We might as well just have the Super Summer Slam Sizzler <laughs> Jam Fun Explosion. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's the Time Blaster Toy Cast. What is it? One more time? Yeah, one the more time. Super Summer Slam Jam Fun Explosion. There you go. And think about what Sizzler that Sizzler in there, too. So Super Sizzler Summer Slam Jam Explosion. And just think about what all that entails. And whatever yeah. you think it is, is exactly it and more. And we're going to talk about it next week. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. You up the Super Soakers for the Time Blast. Time Blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the Time Blast. Time Blast. Of the Toy Cast. We know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three Caballeros on the move, no duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Uh. Be kind of rewind like Blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag? And bigger noses than Mark Summers on 
inside the show hand So get your notepad, we talking about collectibles Comparing to the seal, know the value is exceptional As it can be from TV to the VHS Power Rangers, Star Wars, He-Man, playsets Transformer, G.I. Joe with Destro Light brights with the glow, power from Nintendo So many toys you will never know Welcome to ToyCast, here we go This episode of the Time Blaster Toycast was produced and hosted by Dave Harbison, Joe D'Alessandro, and me, Keith Libra. We record live to tape from my shop, Time Blaster Toys, in Westland, Michigan. This episode was mixed and edited by Joe. Our theme song is by our pal, the talented Mark Cooper. Follow us on Instagram, at Time Blaster Toys, and YouTube, at Time Blaster Toycast. If you have a question, comment, or idea for our show, you can contact us via the Time Blaster Toy Line at 734-494-2292 or via email at timeblastertoys at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see everyone next week.